This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Obviously, FIU's at the top. I just realized, Gus and I. Are- <laughs> we, we got bragging rights for now. Come on, let us have this on, moment, bro. bro. You got five to bag like tomorrow, dude. Let us have this moment, please. Hey, you got, we, you got five rings and we got one win. Come on, give it to us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's another Lemon City Live Tuesday. Uh, Lemon City Live podcast, episode 229, Gus. What up with that? And uh, it's another Tuesday night. Yeah, bro. TD, get it going, get it going. 229, uh, thank you guys for stopping by, hang out for a while, chill out, participate in the comments. Um, we're joined today, we got a special guest, Victor Bermudez, who's uh, the, you're the host, or the producer, sorry, of Canes yeah. Football on 560, as well as, uh, introduce yourself there if you like, floor is yours. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on Telemundo Deportes, I do some boxing, some Monday to Friday, like late night show for them, I also do um sunday night football in spanish on on nbc univet so but um what i i made my bones in, in this business in media and radio man that's my love that's my passion and the miami hurricanes broadcast is that's where i grew up uh you know a young raw amateur producer got to experience things and, and learn the ropes on that broadcast and it's it's honestly the reason why i continue to go back every year and year um every year i do and decide to come back because it's just great group of guys. I grew up with them. Uh, I've been in the business since I started with them. And it's just, that's my baby, man. That's for the city. That's for my, for my hometown. That's Miami, dude. That's anything I do on a national level, whatever awards I may win, whatever I may accomplish on the big stage will never come close to being a part of that broadcast at, for the Miami Hurricanes. That's, it's home, man. It's, it's in the it's awards, the those Indies in the background. <laughs> He flexing, he flexing for real though. Yep. That's what a real Miami Hurricane can do, and he represents <laughs> our school the right way with those Emmys in the background like that. I appreciate that, big. It comes strong. I got you, my man. I got you, bro. <laughs> this, this, this program, man. This, this university. It's just, it's special to me, bro. And and it's different. Like you know, there's a knock on it for being a fan of the Hurricanes for idolizing Miami because you may not have gone there. You didn't get into the school or whatnot, but to me, the University of Miami, the football team at least, is the team in the city that resembles the city of Miami the most. It has the highest population, obviously the highest population of, of athletes that attend or that are participating in the football team are from Dade County, from South Florida. You know, like Schnellenberger said, the state of Miami, it's just, it's different, man. I, I love the heat. I love the Dolphins. Actually, I don't love the Dolphins. I love the Marlins. <laughs> but the Miami Hurricanes are Miami. It, it's unlike any other team. It's just a lot of these kids, they grew up here. They go there. And it's just, man, I, I love being around the program. I love being a part of the broadcast. And, and as I said, it, it, it made me the producer I am today. It's the reason why I've had any success uh, in any fashion on any platform is because of the work I've done on that broadcast. So it, it, it means it's dear to me. It's, it means a lot. Awesome, man. Well, we're glad to have you on, man. It's going to be a fun night here. We're going to talk some Canes football. We're really going to get into it. We haven't really done it so far 
leading up to season, obviously with COVID, I mean, there was no, uh, you know, traditional spring game and practice things to get excited about. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So we haven't um, uh, been really diving into yeah. it. So we're looking forward to that. I know we've been adjusting as well. Yeah, we've been adjusting. Tenard's looking forward to it. Uh, but let's go around. To, let's introduce the rest of the team here uh, to my right. There he is, the one and only producer, Fungus, making 229 episodes in a row without missing a, a show. That's my man right there. Right below is the one and only, the hardest Oregon man in showbiz, Super Bowl champion himself, Tenard Davis. Welcome back, buddy. And uh, as I'm your boy, Edwin, a.k.a. Larry Fresh. Um, but yeah, again, man, well, let's get, I want to get into it today. We're going to talk a little NFL stuff, too. We're going to do our, our, our usual stuff. But I, I, I really wanted to dive into to, to, to Hurricane Football in particular because I watched the show. I watched the show. I watched the game this weekend. <laughs> I got it. I got into it. You know, um, I, I changed my cable plan. So, like, the only thing I was able to watch this weekend was apparently the Hurricanes game. <laughs> so, <laughs> kinda, like, my attention was definitely, you know, there. But, yeah, man, it, it's – I feel like this season, you know, just to, to, to cut to the chase, I feel like this season's had a little bit more preseason buzz than we've had in the last few years. Because – What? Before, before oh, we get my- into that, bro, we got to give props – to our sponsor, bro. Of course, bro. Of course. Right? <laughs> so, I got excited. Get excited, bro. It is what it is. <laughs> Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Highlight. Magic City's 2020 season started May 1st and will run through the end of November. For now, the court will stay closed to the public, but you'll be able to watch all the games in real time on YouTube on the Highlight channel. If you need a sports fix, we highly recommend that you check it out. The Highlight Channel also has a ton of other original content to help you understand the games and get you more familiar with the players in the league, like Super Bowl champion Tenard Davis. Go to youtube.com slash highlight channel, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I channel. It's free to subscribe, and you'll never miss a moment of the action. There you go. That's right, man. Shout out to Pro C. Magic City right there. Oh, actually, before we, we, we dive in, uh, how, how did it go Saturday with the big, uh, with the, the the broadcast on Channel Seven, how was that? Oh, uh, so it was pre-taped, but it went well. It showed me and Douglas win. Nice. Uh, the duels doubles too. Uh, the slot was kind of, you know, uh, because of the fact that we was playing. It actually showed Sunday, not yeah, Saturday. Sunday. And right? it was like right in the middle of football, right? Middle of football, so the viewership, I'm sure, was pretty low, but it, it turned out pretty well. Also, too, you know, Scott, he has it going on for the next four weeks. Hopefully, he's talking to WSBN to see if they can push that slot up to probably 1 or 12 right before uh, the Fox Sports uh, pregame comes on or all those pregames come on so we can be able to get more viewership. Also, too, when we talk about highlight, uh, we have this other website we use that's betting with prizepicks.com. You can also, it's fantasy. And they also match your uh, total amount with 25%. So if you put in $200, that matches 25%. And you could be able to bet football, basketball, and highlight. You have to put highlight as a mat- as a pick, too, in order to win a parlay. So we also combine- we also collab with prizepicks.com. So Scott is over there. Scott, I mean, our boss, he's working very hard to make sure our, our side of highlight over there in Magic City is getting all the notoriety that it can get because – Daniel Casino is opening up in October. Uh, so we're going to kind of low-key be competing with them. But our mm-hmm. time loss is going to be different. So we won't uh, uh, like, like – Overlap. Yeah. yeah. We, we, 
we agreed to go at this time, this time, but there's only so many dollars, so many people give out when it comes to Highline. So we're trying to make sure we get the most money and we got to give the best Highline. But to answer your question, uh, it went well. I just think the time slot was pretty uh, cheap. I got you, bro. Man. Victor, bro, you said you said you're super Miami, but it doesn't get more Miami than a former no, Miami Hurricane playing highlight. <laughs> no, it doesn't, man. Like that that sport is Miami, dude. That's all day. All yeah, day. that's as '80s as uh, as the '80 Hurricane. So <laughs> that's what's up, man. Uh, uh, we- funny story. The first time we went to watch TD play highlight, we saw we saw LT. Lawrence Taylor. Was just watching, watching anything with wagering or, or, or betting on. I, I can, I can definitely see Lawrence Taylor involved, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, that's that's all, that's still one of my favorite highlights, like memories. It's just that first day we're there to support our boy Gus and I are just sitting there, and we just look over to our right and sitting at the table by himself is him, and he's throwing down bets and drinking out of little plastic cups as drinks. He's like, "Yeah, man, let's go." I'm like, wow. "Yeah, man." <laughs> LT's a fun time, bro. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Danny says, "Open up the court, TD. There's plenty of space. Get it together, Magic City." <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, trust me, man. I'm gonna try to get y'all boys out there, but y'all gotta sign a waiver because you get hit by that ball. You can't. You know, funny, man. I'll bring my own system. Hey, you go, Victor. You got uh, Jay Gutierrez. You're saying you got humble talk, bro. We gotta. You're the man, bro. You're the man. You gotta own it. Yeah. <laughs> man, if I get going, bro, we'll be here till Sunday. And then we'll go for a whole another week after we beat FSU and make it four in a row. There you go. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's been oh, yeah. a long time since they secured that four in a row against FSU. Yeah. Um, back, back to Tenard's days. So it hasn't happened since then, man. It's a long time, bro. We, yeah. We've been, as, as a program, that that they've been suffering for, for quite some time outside of 2017. So um, I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see them back. Not back. I'm not going to say they're back because... There's certain standards when you associated with the University of Miami and, and it's yeah. championships that make you back. But it's anytime you're beating the Florida State Seminoles, it's it's a good season. Yes, yeah. sir. I agree. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, man. Um, so like we were saying, it's it, this is the first time in a while that we got some preseason, you know, buzz because for the first time in a long time, I feel like we I think it's unanimous that we have the quarterback position you know, fulfilled. Like, we got it locked down. We, got, we we wanted a guy. We got the guy. He came in here. There's no controversy. There's no competition. Mm-hmm. It's his job. And it's been a while since it's been like that. Um, yeah. I This was I, – I, I hadn't seen much of De'Ara King back when he was in Houston. I, I, I saw the stats. I read the stories and stuff. But I was impressed, man. Like, you, you, you got to – homeboy is the king right now, man. And he's in the program and he's doing it. TD, I don't know. Did you watch any of the game on on Saturday? Like, have you gotten any feel for for the Eric yet? Yeah, the entire game. I watched the UAB game too, and the first game he seemed kind of timid. It's like they're trying to still figure out the offense because that was the first game. But the, we have the weapons for him. That's the most important thing. Uh, the dual threat that he brings with the RPO, I feel like it's going to be a game changer. They're trying to compare him to uh, Lamar Jackson. I think that's kind of disrespectful because Lamar Jackson was, I think, is way faster and a little bit more athletic. But when it comes to overall giving us a different type of quarterback position, we haven't had this in a long time, even before Kenny Kelly, because Kenny Kelly was not as a dual threat with like like Derrick Queen King. Uh, if you can remember, we had a quarterback by the name of uh, Derrick Crudup. And Derrick Crudup, was, he was good. And I think he was just too early for his time when it came to that quarterback position. Also, Ken Dorsey was really good. 
But I think Derrick King can be one of those, uh, I want to throw the race out there, one of those black quarterbacks that we get at our school. It changed the landscape of how we want to recruit quarterbacks from now on and try to get this whole offense transition to that RPO type style offense compared to the spread offense, you know, like how most teams are doing these days when it comes to college football. But Derrick King is for real. I think as each game he plays, he'll get more confident. He'll start seeing the field a little bit more. And then once we get to uh, Clemson, I think we'll get the full version of him. And I think we're prepared for that. Mm, look at Achilles. Achilles, you know, Achilles has to come in and give his Auburn take every time. Good college <laughs> quarterback. Is he more Cam Newton good or Nick Marshall good? Sorry for the War Eagle anyway. He's not uh, hard, man. Get Auburn out of here. They're not in the conversation. What's that? He moved a cornerback when he went to the NFL. I think he went to he went he played with the Jacksonville Jaguars and moved to the cornerback. But we're not talking about Auburn. We're talking about no man. Don't <laughs> Auburn. He, let, let him talk Auburn on Friday when we do the show with him. But not right now, man. Uh, so no, I agree with what you said, though, TD. You hear what I'm saying with Derrick King, though, right? You know yeah, yeah. That's what I see with our university doing. Now, don't get me wrong. We need we need a a, tip, a a pro type quarterback. But now the pro type quarterback is all the Lamar Jackson, the Russell Wilsons, and also the uh, uh, Kyler Murray, who just uh, literally stamped his MVP. Uh, uh, stamp this the, the last two games showing out how good he is. So these type of quarterbacks are helping Derrick <laughs> and also help his draft status. So, Damn! Wait, hold on. Derrick, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Kyler <laughs> Murray, two games, and you, you're saying he already well, I'm, I'm, MVP? The, I'm just talking about the way he plays the game, the, the, the RPO spreading out, being a, a running threat. Back in the day, if you was a running quarterback, you was getting trashed on. No, yeah. Got to run a quarterback that can throw too. I think it's going. Obviously, it's going to help us, and we have to think about this going to Clemson. We don't want to be predictable. Having a guy like him that's a wild card that's going to help us tremendously, bro. And, and now, honestly, that's where the game is trending nowadays. Anyways, you got to keep up with the times. You know what I'm saying? So, the Canes they did the right thing by bringing in a quarterback like Derek King. I, I will say this: I will, I'll disagree with Edwin as in preseason hype. I think the Hurricanes. Every maybe I'm being biased, but I think we've had that preseason hype every year. We were ranked in the top ten heading into Dallas against LSU. What happened there? We were coming off a 2017 where we played for the ACC championship, played in the Orange Bowl. So there was some hype coming out of there. Last season, Manny Diaz, first year as, as head coach, after Mark Rick, hey, we're gonna get it turned around. Hype going into the Florida game. Um, then I'll disagree with TD. I think we've had had. That image of a quarterback that we've wanted to have, like a De'Ara King, uh, Ja'Cory Harris, Stephen Moore, uh, Stephen Morris. We tried it with uh, Jaron Williams, tried it with Nicosi Perry, and it just hasn't worked out. Now you bring in De'Ara King, and it's a match made in heaven. It matches perfectly with what Rhett Lashley's bringing to the table as a new OC, and I think the vision that Manny Diaz had for this team, I think he's the quarterback to execute that game plan, what they've had in mind, with quarterbacks in the past, they've tried it. I mean, I was a huge fan of Ja'Cory. I, I love South Florida high school football. I watched that man at Northwestern. I wanted nothing but the best for that entire 08 Northwestern class. It just didn't pan out. I think we've tried it with the quarterbacks we've had since 08. It's just a perfect match with De'Ara King. He has the size and the arm strength to do the things that Miami has been trying to do, I think, going back a decade, 12-plus years now. But Ja'Cory but was not as mobile as... Uh... It's, it's that's that, that's why I think it's the perfect match. I think they found what they've been looking for this whole time, 
yeah. on dual threat quarterback that can run the ball. I mean, yeah. he just had the, the the touchdown, the the streak for passing touchdown, rushing touchdown in the game, passing Tim Tebow. Anytime you can break a Florida Gator record, I'm all for it. So he breaks Tim Tebow's record, extends that to 16 straight games of passing, rushing touchdown in the single game. Obviously, they, they failed twice at the goal line against Louisville. I know they were trying to extend that streak. It didn't happen. But the man throws for three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Anytime you get that from your quarterback, it's it should lead to a win. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the way that that defense is playing, and, you know, guys, give credit to the offensive line. Yeah. The old line, let's think about this. We start off 2019 with allowing 10 sacks to Florida. Through two games, you've allowed just – Three sacks. Not a lot of attention is being paid attention to that O-line, and that's another huge reason for success. Uh, I don't think – I necessarily don't think Derek has the weapons. I don't like to knock any of the guys, but there's a couple five-star recruits on this team that I was expecting to be five-star recruits. I just don't like the drops. I think they're letting down Derek King. I think we could have had a lot more yards, a lot more points on the board if it wasn't for those drop passes. Thank God for the dual threat that we have at tight end for – Brevin Jordan, I mean, Man. with those guys, th that's yeah. what's leading this offense. The, the tight ends, the offensive line, and De'Ara King. If these wide receivers start making plays, I haven't even gotten to the running backs, guys. If these wide receivers start to make plays, believe the hype because Miami could be one of the most explosive teams within the ACC. And who is it that keeps finding these tight ends for the Kings, bro? Like, who was that guy? We need to secure that guy. We need to lock him down, like. <laughs> Give him a 20-year contract, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one position that keeps on hitting for, for Miami, man. Yeah, dude. You know, Mark Pope, you know, he obviously he's wearing number six, but I don't want to get too top, you know, close to Santana Moss. But he has that swag like Santana Moss. Those drop balls he should have never had against Louisville. But he is explosive. You know, he is a deep Yeah. It, it's know? like if he fights. Yeah, yeah, and we were, I mean, we were talking about this, and it's like, Mark, he goes up and he fights the ball instead of bringing it in. Yeah. It's like these receivers, instead of just letting the ball fall into him, it seems like at times, and, and look, I'm not no X's and O's. I'm not no coach, so I'm not trying to tell them how to do their jobs, but compared to what the tight ends and how the running backs are catching out, out the back, backfield, you just you, you see these five-star recruits, the, these wide receivers that are supposed to be explosive, supposed to provide like the Santana Moss explosiveness, and last week we saw it from Tutu Otwell. Two years in a row, Tutu yes. has major success against Miami. And we're talking about a three-star recruit out of our backyard, Northwestern, who's having yeah. major success for Louisville. Or and else. you're just waiting for your guys to start hitting and, and making some of those explosive plays as well. Yeah. Um, would just like to see them play up to their potential and what they were recruited to be, those five-star recruits. I think... Uh... He's absolutely right. I mean, the first thing you did was disagree with me, so I know you got some uh, <laughs> already. I'm, I'm opinionated, man. I, I don't try to ruffle any feathers, but I can't just sit back and... and... No, no, dude. That's the best part. That's how, every, how everybody likes you even more because, you know, everyone's... Yeah. Like... <laughs> so, no, I, 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 you guys are absolutely right, man. You're hitting, that, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there, but um, I, I kind of want to know, like, when you see some of these guys, like you mentioned the dude in Louisville from here, Mm -hmm. And he's had, you know, we overlooked him, I guess, or let him go up to Louisville. And he didn't had, even recruit him. Didn't, didn't even recruit him. You know, um, he was a quarterback coming out of Northwestern, and he just he wasn't on Miami's radar. Um, Louisville went after him. He was a three-star recruit, turned him into a wide receiver. Last year, burns Miami for 84 yards, had major success on Saturday against Miami again. Um, 
And it is what it is. You can't hit on everyone. But when you see a three-star going to Louisville and having major success against your own team, yeah, it man. hurts a bit. Hurts man. a bit. Go backyard, man. You know, yeah. South Ridge, though. So we, you know, we we can't get every single five-star or four-star that come because of the, what happened. Our whole entire university just be everybody from Miami Dade. So right. something's gotta go. But the kids that we get, we gotta coach them up right. We got to teach them the fundamentals in order to make them like a Santana Moss, to make them like an Andre Johnson or a Reggie Wayne. And sometimes we, we can't just blame the players. We got to blame the coaches. So I totally that, – that, that I totally agree with. Like I, Something that, that Miami fans fail to realize is the turnover we've had in this program for – I mean, let, let's be honest. Past 20 for years. For the majority – yeah, for, for at least the last 20 years, there's no consistency. The coaching staff is constantly changing – Offensive coordinator Jacory had four different offensive coordinators during his stint at Miami. Like that hurts these guys. It's just it's not fair to them. And I, look, I, I I side with the guys. I'm I'm big fans of theirs. Obviously, watching them since their high school days. I want the best for all of them. And it's just not fair to a lot of them. It, it's it's not what college football should be like. You shouldn't have to be you know adjusting to a new offense. And we're loving the success we've had through two games this year, but it's a whole new playbook that you have to learn, a totally different offense. You're running 70 to 80 plays a game, which is not something that, that was the norm for them. So it, it's what TD says, man. Uh, it falls a lot on the coaching staff, and these guys are seeing different coaching staffs year in and year out, so it, it's not fair to them at all. And how about also, you know, not, not only learning a new playbook, but learning it this year during COVID when they didn't really have – as much time as they probably would have had with these coaches to begin with, you know what I mean? I necessarily think we had enough time when it came to COVID because all we had was time. If you think about it, we just didn't have spring football. We had the first week and a half and then bam, COVID hit. And then we had to separate ourselves from everyone else. But they still had the playbook. They still had access to call the coach. They still had Zoom. You know, you can draw stuff on the board. You can still do the fundamentals of just the, the board talk. But obviously the walkthrough, seven on sevens, those are very important. Now, Edwin said said, said earlier in the, the podcast that it's like feels like a preseason. That first game, UAB was like a preseason. It was like a jamboree game. We needed to do that. I didn't like how we played. I felt like we should have blew them out because of the fact that they're UAB. They, they didn't have a football team two years ago. So I feel like we should just knock them out and map. But we won the game. We figured out our issues. We fixed our problems. And we went to Louisville, ranked, what, 18, 17? And did exactly what we were supposed to do. We put up more points. The defense still needs to be worked on. I'm kind of concerned about the secondary. Ivy needs to get a little bit more consistent with ball judgment, and I'm kind of afraid with that. Now, our safeties with uh, uh, Bolden, who changed from who changed a cornerback to safety. That boy's a hitter. It's a moneymaker for him. <laughs> yeah. a moneymaker. Because what that did is shows that, okay, if we got to put him in the box with an athletic tight end, he can do that. But he's downhill every play. So we are in Blaze. I ain't got to say much on that. That boy just, <laughs> he's just doing So we, got, we have the talent. I think yeah. the coach part. And if Ivy, if he kind of figures it out, if he, if he can tighten his chain up to not be the weak link, I think we could do something. Because my cousin, uh, Gilbert Frierson, he's playing too. I think he could do a little bit more better with make, like, making more plays, like going down, taking chances. But... If we get it right with the secondary, I think we'll be just fine. We won't put those points that they got, like uh, Louisville did. They probably would have got probably 10 or 3 points, my personal opinion. TD, you mentioned uh, tightening that chain. 
But I got to ask you, Victor, what do you feel about this year's turnover chain? <laughs> I, I've loved every one of them. I, uh, personally, my favorite is the 305 one. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I, I love it, man. I think um, I think the kids love it most of all, the, the players. And it shows there, there's a reason why they lead since 2017 all of college football, all of FBS and turnovers. It's a it's it's a game changer, man. It, it what it does for that sideline, having been able to be on that sideline and see what it does to them personally. Like I'll, I'll never forget the three turnovers in the second half against Florida State in 2018. The, the way Michael Pickney gets that interception and come, comes back to that sideline, the way he's welcomed, it's really a game changer. There's a reason why Miami's a trendsetter in everything they do. And then you saw yeah. the backpacks and everybody has a chain and everybody has something, but it all originates in Miami. The swaggers invented in yeah. Miami and I, I've loved every one of them, but personally the 305 one is, is by far the, my favorite, but this Florida one, there's meaning behind it guys. Manny Diaz and like everything. Uh, that's the one thing I love about this coaching staff. Everything's done with a purpose. Me being a, a producer, it's something that I, I pay attention to. I, I'm told I overthink things, but notice the state of Florida. The message the coaching staff is trying to send. You look at the state of Florida on the chain and then the state of Miami, all yeah. in orange and green. And that's letting the world know, hey, we're back. And, and the way we're back is by recruiting the state of Miami. Put that fence in the state, secure those boys, keep them home. And it should lead to, to what we've had in the past, uh, that, that, you know, what we're known for, that, that recognition, which is national titles. And hopefully that's the start of getting that back because in the offseason, it's what I disagreed with Edwin. I think the offseason, there was that hype because if there's an offseason champion, it tends to be Manny Diaz for the last two years in a row. Didn't yeah. work out for us last year, but this season, we're off to a good start. Hey, two wins, 2-0, two, oh, two double-digit victories against FBS opponents. Hadn't been done since TD's days in 2001 and we all know what happened in 2001 now don't we yeah, yeah i mean I'll, yeah. I'll give you i'll give you that I'll, you're absolutely right um this season they've lived up to it but yeah it's last, early it's early yeah, it's early yeah. last season but, was tough man last season was tough uh we we actually were, were we're media for um for all the sports down here we actually i was the photographer all season last season for us for for all the hurricanes games and um I, you know, I was down there on the field. I watched it firsthand, man. I saw those games, that Virginia Tech game, you know, the Central Michigan game, the struggles that we had. It was, it was a tough season. Yeah. When it comes to the chain, I think there's so much good. You're absolutely right. I think it's a trendsetter. All these other things are just, those are phonies. Those are all a bunch of phonies. Everybody's just trying to do this. The little stupid backpack, your mask, some guy has a cane, <laughs> a throne. They have all this stuff. They're making their own chain. I think I saw Tulsa, um, the Tulsa Hurricane yeah. they made. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, the last thing you should do is make any change, obviously, because it's just going to be compared. I get it. We're trendsetters in that. But I think that when you, when you don't live up to that hype, it's a, I think it, it can be more of a detriment. And that's a scary balance. And I feel like last season it was, you know, I was like, man, how can we be hyping up and doing this stuff if we're, you know, we're down and we're, you know, we're not playing well or we're down two scores and we get a turnover, but we're celebrating you're in again when the guys get those turnovers and they run to the sidelines. You know, I'm there trying to take those pictures, get a video, do mm -hmm. all that stuff, and yeah. you can feel it, man. Everybody, the crowd is nuts. All the guys on the bench, like they're they live for that moment, they live for that moment. But I just it, it, again, it's a balance. And last season, I felt like it was you know, obviously, it, it wasn't a good look. This season, though, hell, that, that new Florida thing, man, the state of Miami, I like it. My favorite one is Sebastian Ibis. I, I thought that one was dope, man. That was <laughs> just the best.
big ass bird, bro. That that's a big <laughs> best one. But Victor, you mentioned how these guys get excited, but there was a few guys in the last game that refused to put it on. I forget who they were. But there the, were a couple the guys. The turnover that, chain, or yeah, yeah. you're talking about the touchdown rings? Oh, was it the touchdown rings? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Derek King has came out and said anytime he scores a touchdown, he feels that the, the rings need to go to the offensive lineman. So, nice. you know. Yeah, that's leadership. God damn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really love that when he said yeah. that after game one. So The big uglies don't get enough credit, man. Those they, they don't. They don't. And they had, man, they got, they got picked on last year, rightfully so. Look, mm-hmm. you know, dead last, 138th in sacks allowed. Deservedly so. That they, they got picked on. But I'd love to see those guys being praised after two games because what, the job they've done, guys, 337 rushing yards against UAB. I know the game wasn't pretty, and then the outcome wasn't what we wanted. I think there was a lot of drop passes. I think Rhett Lashley held a lot back mm-hmm. to not show Louisville what he was capable of, but we got some running backs now. I'll yeah, never forget two, two years ago, Larry Bluestein, who covers South Florida High School football, I love Larry, has done a lot for, for, for my career personally and professionally, told us on the broadcast, don't worry about these Miami Hurricane running backs leaving early, the Mark Waltons of the world. Everyone that has decided to, to pack up and go a year early, the running back position will come back to Miami and it will be one to watch for. And I'm telling you, the running backs in this system are going to shine and put Miami's running back field back on the map. Dude, well, I was... Run. Yes, I was watching yes, Pam, bro. And I, I'm literally I, watching the game like... And then run. <laughs> he is running, bro. Those running backs are a problem, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. Yo, Cameron Harris, after two games, and I know, man, you, you want to temper the enthusiasm. It's two games. Well, guess what? It's two games against FBS opponents, and he's number third in the country in rushing, and he did it against Louisville. On the road, first road win against a top 20 opponent since, you know, 2004 against FSU number 18. I'm uh, sorry, 2009. Like, and it's FSU week, so if there's any week you're going to get hyped and you want to talk to trash, I think this is the week to do it. And, and you know that game plan is going to be about stopping. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's, you know what I'm saying? This kid, bro, this kid oh, baby. big back. Like, he's a legit big back that can run. Because when you see him in the open field, he separates. Ain't nobody yeah. catching him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a big back. They somebody coming from behind, like a linebacker or a DB catcher. Nah, bro. He pulling away from these guys. So, like... All the hype that we got and the, the running backs you said that those guys were leaving early, okay, go. We just go, we just go load up the chamber some more and put two other good running backs in there and we're gonna keep the thing going. So look, man, like FSU, I saw a meme today, and it showed two pictures. They showed one picture of the quarterback saying, Hey, FN, you know, Miami week, that's go. And you got the reality version of him saying, Man, I hope this game get canceled from COVID or something. <laughs> like, they don't wanna see us, bro. They don't. Their confidence level is at a minimum. It's below the ground. It's underneath where the goddamn tarmac. <laughs> so yeah, we take advantage of this, and we got to keep our foot on their throat and don't give them no air to breathe. Because if we, for some reason, they want to play hard against us, right? Because it's rival week. But we got to put them in their place every single year until, for some reason, they say, hey, we got we to find a way to play these guys later on in the year, not early no more. Because I'm I- they're just too good. I think I, we'd be we'd be really struggling to do a show in Tallahassee right about now, man. Like that's just some bad times for anybody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, yeah. hate to be doing any type of sorry. Like, what are you gonna? You lost to Georgia Tech, your home opener. You've gotten beat by the Canes. You, you lost like what? Every oh, they lost to the, what team? The first team they lost, Colgate. No, they lost to Georgia Tech. 
Georgia no. Tech, Georgia Tech. Yeah, but last season, yeah, last season they lost like everybody. Uh, UCF, everybody beat them up. Oh, man, Look, but they zero and two right now, right? No, zero and one. They've only played one. one. they're gonna be zero and two. They're gonna be. Um, that's how it is. But I, yeah, look, man, man I, I said it. I said it. Um, it wasn't last year. I think it was um, the first year of the coaching change. I honestly think, and and it's not, you know. I, I respect Florida State. They're not the Gators. You respect Florida State. They've played you 49 years in a row. It's the longest, you know, rivalry against anybody or, or series that Miami has had. You respect Florida State. You don't like them, but you respect them. And I honestly think Florida State is headed down the path Miami has suffered through the Al Golden years. It's three in a row against Miami that they've lost. And you just see a, a, a trend that I... I don't feel bad for Florida State, but you did pick on us, pick on, on us, and and you did ridicule us about the Al Golden years and what we experienced and the seven in a row you had over our heads. I, I think the seven's coming, and I know I'm three years out, and I'm already counting Saturday, but I do honestly think Florida State's headed down the years that we had to endure with the down years and Al Golden and and the seven straight losses and the 58 nothing loss to Clemson. It's just it you see it. I, I think, think that's a program that I think it's a program that's in shambles, man. I like reading over their game notes today, and you're used to seeing a, a defense that is monstrous, and 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 like I'm reading, and and they're glorifying three blocked kicks in, in game one against Georgia Tech where they lost. It's not you the game notes I'm used to reading from Florida State. It's not the Florida State I'm used to watching. Florida State losing at Doak to a Georgia Tech. It's just unheard of, and then the losses they suffered last year. Uh, again, I don't feel bad for them because of Florida State, but I do respect you. And it's just, I, I honestly do think they're headed down the path that Miami endured just a few few years ago. Yeah, yeah Kelly's got the right idea. Tremendo caca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be polite about it, man. But yeah, it, it is, no, no, it is a, that's just it's a, a giant turd, man. And, and it stinks in Tallahassee right now, bro. So I'm telling you, blame the backpacks, bro. That's... That that was the uh, that was the little kiss of death right there, man. When they came out <laughs> for backpacks, like that just screwed it up for them. But um, yeah. anyway, let's let's look at this. Let's look at uh, at Saturday, man. We got the Knolls. It is rivalry week. It is a big day. It is a big game. I know we each have our own selective favorite FSU UM moments that we've all lived through. But yeah, college game day, bro. Yeah, college game day. Second, and, second week in a row for the Canes. Yeah, second week in a row it's gonna be exciting you're gonna have some I, I i heard i didn't i didn't watch or i haven't seen college game day yet this um this season but mm-hmm. i heard today lee corso's doing it from his house that, yep yeah man, dude, that yeah guy, he's older he's not traveling so yeah man, that guy's a national treasure bro i think yep. that's the tv station doing that not him they they want probably want to keep him away from the covid because of his age yeah man Dude, he's he's sure. you know Tenard, you know what what uh you know um Lee Corso is actually from Miami. You know he went to Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's that's like, bro. I think he was from, rooting from Kurt Reynolds in at FSU. Yeah, he went from Jackson yeah. to to Florida State. Coached at Louisville a, a bit as well too. Yeah, yeah, that's where he got his first coaching gig, I think. Um, but yeah, it's so okay. So this it's Saturday. Are we? Out, We've seen what the Hurricanes have done. We like what we've seen. We, we're seeing this potential. We're not feeling that way about the Seminoles and what we saw in their in their one and only game. But it's the Seminoles, man. They always bring out the best in us. They always, you know, they play up to us. We play up to them, and we're having our bad years, and they're and they're good. We never feel like we're out of it. 
I mean, do you feel like this season is going to be any different, or do you feel like Miami really has an edge, or, or how are you feeling about it? You want to go first, D? You want me to hit on that? I'll start first. I don't always let you get the last talk, brother. Yep. First, it's like you said, it's a rival week. So each every time it's a rival week, they can be 0-9, and, and we can be 10-0. and 0. They still go give us like they're number one in the nation because they just want to mess up our season. Them knowing we're 2-0 and 0 and we're ranked, them beating us is a playoff win to them. Because of what that is, that catapults them into a, a position to get ranked as well. And we don't want that personally. So now we have we have since the Big Ten didn't start, but now starting now, that benefited us getting us ranked this year because this is the earliest we ever been ranked as unranked and being ranked 18 so low, that's good. Because usually if you win a game against like UAB, they'll put you in 25, 24, but they gave us 18. And now we're at what, 12 or something like that now. We gotta destroy FSU. Not even make it a game in order for them to, in order for us to get lower. Because when we get yeah. to Clemson, we gotta be like at seven or five in order to slide into that top four to be in the playoff hunt. So we gotta put our foot on their throat. We're going in their guns blazing. I think Florida State still trying to figure out what kind of team they got because they lost to Georgia Tech, a tech school that you gotta blow out. That's a, a wing team school. So they're going their guns blazing, trying to embarrass us. And I think we're going to do perfectly fine. I ain't going to say we're going to blow them out, but I'm confident we're going to win. All right, I like that. Victor, how you, how you, how you taking that? I feel the same way, man. Uh, and and as, uh, look, you could say, like, oh, he's the executive producer. He's being biased. But I think if Miami's trying to take that step and show not just Tallahassee, but the world, hey, we are that team. You don't want to come to South Florida. You don't want to come to Hard Rock Stadium because we will put it on you. You do that against your in-state rival. You do that against FSU on prime time, on a national stage, and show the world they're down, we're up, they're trending down, we're on the way up, we're a viable contender in this ACC. And yes, when these two teams match up, it's usually close games. It wasn't last season. I think we're going to see a first half where, yeah, it's a bit close, but Miami sh- in, in the Miami heat, humidity at night, under the lights, Hard Rock Stadium, Again, only 13,000 fans. It's not going to be what it was Northern Dame, Virginia Tech a couple years ago. It's not going to be what it was FSU in 2018 with that 23-point second-half comeback. It won't be that because of the, the crowd and COVID. But I think it can be in the second half where Miami tends to separate themselves from FSU because I don't think FSU has the weapons to keep up with, with um, the Miami offensive attack. And the defense, I I like their defensive line. They bring one of the best defensive lines in the country. But I have faith in this offensive line. I think the starts they got under their belt last year and early this season, I think it'll play in Miami's favor. And again, we got a quarterback. They are in shambles when it comes to the quarterback position. They bring in a two-quarterback system, which I'm not a fan of at all. Uh, I like Blackman. And when he hits, he hits home runs. So it's what, what TD was saying. Our secondary, our corners are going to have to play well and play up to, to, to their potential. DJ Ivy cannot get picked on. DJ Ivy can't be giving up two receptions for 45 yards like he did against UAB. Our def- uh, the, the corners and secondary are going to have to be aggressive. I think the turnover chain is going to have to come out at least three times this game to yes. do what we're, we're predicting, and it's not a win. I think it's if we want to see them blow FSU out the water and show the world that we're a top-10 team, I think that turnover change is going to have to come out at least three times. And all three phases have to work. All three phases. Offense, defense, and special teams. We don't talk about special teams enough. 
But it's oh, we need to hit on special teams, guys. Because yeah. last er, and, and we got FIU Panthers. Thank you for the gift you gave us in Jose. <laughs> 57-yard field goals are being uh, – I mean, we couldn't hit 20-yarders, guys, last year. Dude, so how many I'm games were decided last season? They got a bomb. How many games were decided last season because the Canes didn't have a field goal kicker? Dude, la, la, you, you talk know? about – the first game was 24-20 to 20 against Florida, and that yeah. we missed a field goal there. Mm-hmm. We missed field goals in North Carolina. Chip shots like at Duke. There's at least three win, three wins on that schedule last year, that or three losses that should have been wins on that schedule just by yeah. field goal kicking alone. Like it's you take it for granted because it's kick and you don't think about that and you you take it for granted. But damn, this boy is good, man. That boy and and coming over from Florida and seeing the way how poised he is to hit a 57-yard on the road. Not only does it go up to Louisville and hit field goals from 57 yards, but while I'm in your hometown, while I'm in your city, in your field, I set a record for most field goals made in a game on your turf. Like, that's the swagger Miami talks about. Like TD said, three phases, bro. We don't just knock you on your ass on defense. We don't just put up points on offense, but we'll do it on special teams as well. We're missing the kick returns, the punt returns like we used to have with Devin, and, and Duke at, at running back kicks and Lamar Miller, and you want to take it even further back, we can with Randall Hill thrill. But field goal kicking is something I'm grateful for in 2020, and I never thought I'd be saying that, man. We you got to start, start somewhere. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. And his brother's coming, so this isn't a one-year yeah. fix. His brother's coming from Chaminade next year, so we are, we are set for at least five years. Hold on, hold on. Let me just – I think I speak for Gus here. I think I speak for <laughs> Gus here. You're welcome. You know, we gave you guys what our the, best kicker. We gave him, bro. We, we know Jose personally. His mom is a friend of ours on Twitter. She's, that's true. The, the kid is awesome. Honestly, we, we've covered FIU as well. That's that's yeah. Gus's uh, uh, beat there. Mm-hmm. And we've been in the press conference talking to Jose when it's just us and, like, the, the one other person there from FIU during the, the bad seasons before uh, Butch got there. And, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen the, all those guys go through it. But Jose's a great kid, man. He's just focused he's he's he, he always had the right mindset and he wasn't scared of the big moment like that guy was living and waiting for that opportunity that he got last season against the hurricanes to really come out there show himself and man his dream was to be a hurricane so you know it's your our loss is your game the money yeah oh, he's gonna be kicking. 56 bombers like hip shots damn man. Dude, he, his brother in high school is at chaminade that boy at nike camps is hitting 60 yarders like, like when I'm yeah. seeing this on 60 yarders, are you kidding me? The Dolphins are struggling to make 50 yarders, and here's our UN <laughs> kicker making 57 look easy. Yeah, man. So, like I said, all three phases. Yes. We, yeah. Total. You know, yep. In the quarter, to make those chip shots, to keep us like if it's a if it's a two possession game, that field goal make it a three possession game. Those little small things are the difference. The plot of pressure on offense. Because the last thing we want is to have our defense on the field as long as we can, and we want to keep our offense on the field as long as we can. So we apply that pressure on the special teams part, like field goals, field goals, field goals, making those chip shots, because we probably can't get in the end zone. We got to do that. So like you said, DJ Ivy, the, the cornerbacks, I think the safeties are fine. I just think the cornerbacks. Yeah, need, I agree. You got to protect those outsides. And then whoever's in the box, like my cousin Gilbert, who's a striker, if they got him coming down, he has to make those plays. He can't miss no tackles. So, like, look, man, it's going to be a close game. I'm not going to disrespect Florida State because I do respect them. They go play hard. But at, when it comes to the fourth quarter, 
we need to start pulling away. It ain't no more playing around. So that's what I care about. I got, I got a 45 14. That's, that's, I'll keep it close. <laughs> all right. So I like that. I, I, got, I like that. I think, I think Jose is going to be, I think Jose is an NFL talent kicker. I think he's oh, going to be playing on Sundays next year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious though. Uh, Achilles has a question here. He says, fine, is he a legit NFL prospect good? Like, is he, is, when we're referring to uh, Derek King, is he a Andrew Luckish guy or is he a college good quarterback like Tebow? Who's kind of you know we need to have some stuff around him. Both could be great. Wondering what y'all think about his overall talent. We so all right. This is Derrick King, uh, first year with us. He's still trying to figure out his offense, and he's still trying to figure out himself as a king. We didn't know Russell Wilson was going to be Russell Wilson, right? We didn't know that. I kind of did. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, yo, I don't know why. For some reason, I watched a lot of his games that year when he was coming out. So I was like, bro, Dolphins, get fucking Russell Wilson. Like, I don't That was just random. I just paid attention. We didn't know Russell Wilson was going to be Russell Wilson. Now we see how great Russell Wilson is. There's a lot of quarterbacks that hide in the draft and they come out and they, oh, my God, where did he come from? He's been around the whole time. He just didn't have the opportunity to showcase his talents on a big scale. So Derrick King, as he continues to get confident, as he beats these teams the way he's supposed to, and then when it comes to this Clemson, because Clemson, the Clemson game is going to really submit him as, is he an NFL prospect or is he not? If he goes in there and runs that offense, and we're still undefeated because of his game, he's going to help himself in the draft. Because if Kyler Murray yeah. can do what he does, if Russell Wilson does what he does, all these mobile quarterbacks do what they do, all it does is help his draft, draft stop. I was, just, I, was, I was about to say that, man. Just Kyler Murray balling is great for Derrick King. Yes. Russell Wilson balling is great for the Eric King. All these quote unquote undersized QBs in the NFL now doing their thing is great for guys like the Eric King. Look, guys, to, to answer the, the, the tweet or, or the question, in 2018, the last time you saw the Eric King play a full season, mm-hmm. responsible for over 50 touchdowns. So he's one out of four quarterbacks in 2018, responsible for over 50 touchdowns on the season. Number one, Dwayne Haskins. Where's he at? Washington. Oh, with, with the Washington, Washington team. Selected in what round? First. First round. Okay. Kyler Murray, responsible for over 20 touchdowns. Where's he at? Number Arizona. one. With the Arizona Cardinals. Tua, over 50 touchdowns. Where's he at? On your favorite team, the Dolphins. Drafted in what round? <laughs> the, it, look, I, I'm not trying to – I, I don't want to say he's going to be those guys, but he ain't going to be Tim Tebow, bro. Thank He's you. got a better arm than Tim Tebow. He can run like Tim Tebow. He's got a body like Tim Tebow. This is a big, big boy, bro. He's a quarterback, but he's got a little gut on him, and he can take some hits. But he's fast. Yes. I, I, I'm not. I don't know what he'll do in the pros. Anything can go wrong, and who you yeah. think is great in college doesn't necessarily work out in the pros. Yeah. But if we're going off what his last full season was like, he may have been a top. He may have been a first round pick. He may have been where those guys went because he was having major success in Houston and he's showing it with Miami in, in two games. Uh, the, the, the touchdowns are here, there, the yardage is there. He, he's scrambling. I, I think he may just be w- what we're looking for him to be in the NFL. Will he be one of these guys that I mentioned, Dwayne, Tua, Kyler? Maybe not, but I think he'll be better than a Tim Tebow. 
Jalen Hurst is one quarterback I can say that's similar. Like, they try to throw trash on Jalen when he came out of Auburn. When he went to Oklahoma, they say he couldn't throw. He his, he couldn't figure out how to – the mechanics was not there. And, you know, that's the one thing they knocked him, he couldn't throw. And he went to Oklahoma, did what? Threw and was number two in the Heisman votes. So I don't believe none of these critics no more that this guy can't do this, this guy can't do that. Because they don't know what the hell they're talking about half of the goddamn yeah. time. So this guy, like I was saying, Derek – if he does what he's supposed to do and inquire all the naysayers and does his job and play to his strengths, an NFL team will see him. A team yeah. that knows that, okay, we may have a steal in the draft if he continues to S, you know, per, you know, get his game better. Now, you said he's a big boy. He may have to lose weight only because it's, it's the eye test, too. They want to see the eye test. That, that sometimes they want to. But yeah. at the same time, if he does his job, beats FSU, stays undefeated, gets us to rank five, going into the to – the, the last week of the ACC championship, the rest is history, bro. He's writing his own. He's writing his own book. TD, you mentioned it earlier, man. It's it's the reason why he came here. The big games. He's at Houston. It's just you don't get the notoriety that you do at Miami. So there's a reason why he chose Miami because of these games. The FSU's of the world going up to Clemson on October 10th. I personally believe you're gonna get a top 10 matchup. Number one, Clemson versus. Number, I don't know what Miami will be. They're 12 now. They beat FSU. You would think they only go up and they'll crack the top 10. Plus, you play the politics into it. ESPN's going to get involved. They're going to want a top 10 matchup. Three weeks in a row for Miami in prime time. Three college game days in a row. I, I just, I see this being the reason why De'Ara King decided to come here. Big games. I think the schedule played out in his favor because of the way it shaped out. COVID actually is helping De'Ara King and his draft stock and what he decided to come to Miami for, because there's no easy games. UAB's out of the question. That's it. You got through UAB. Now it's 10 straight ACC games. And, brother, the ACC, as much as you want to criticize them and be down on them, there's some explosive offenses, and there's some really good teams in the ACC. It's not the SEC that's just top-heavy. The ACC can beat you week in, week out, whether it be Duke, Georgia Tech. You just saw what they did to Florida State on the road. There's no easy games in, in the ACC like you in the ACC like you have in the SEC. There's some off weeks. Like there's sometimes Alabama's playing some schools that you're okay. This isn't this isn't what you would get in the ACC because there's more parity. Alabama, the separation from Alabama to the the, the bottom the bottom uh, of the SEC is just way too that that's way too big of a gap. You don't see that in the ACC. So he's gonna get some games that are really gonna hopefully put him on the map how he wanted to coming to Miami. Monkey says, uh, we have Borealis last season. We lose max two games. Maybe. Yeah, it's what I'm telling you. Like, I, I think he's a game changer. And I, guys, you know, kickers, they don't get any love. And maybe they shouldn't. Um, TD can tell you he's a former football player. They mm -hmm. get disrespected. But you realize the importance of them when you get a Jose, when you have Bubba Lax here and you're missing chip shots, when you have DJ Dallas run 65 yards against Virginia Tech, put them up, and you just need an extra point to go ahead and secure that victory, and you end up going to overtime? That like, hurt. man, that's uh, when you're like, Jose would have won this game. Like, we yeah. would have been We've celebrating been in the locker room this yeah. comeback victory, and yeah. instead, you got an overtime loss to Virginia Tech on your home field. Dude, I was in the freaking rain standing there and watching him run <laughs> towards me, and I was like, yeah, we got this! And crowd shit. goes nuts, man, and then you miss the extra yeah. point. Like, uh, like, bro. think about how many times last year Manny Diaz had to go for it on fourth yeah. down. 
Yeah. King said it best after the Louisville win. You get past the 50 and you're already in field goal range because you feel that comfortable with Jose. Yeah. Like, it's just a different mindset, man. Like, let's just get past the 50 and, I, and I'm guaranteed three points. You know the game changer that is? The, the mindset that puts the offense with and, and it's just it's just a comfort level, man. Like, you you have a field goal kicker that can literally make 57-yard field goals. It makes That's the, no it makes the game plan so much easier as a coach. Right. Yeah. Get them a little more confident and taking chances too, because you know you got a field goal kicker. Uh, that if we get past the forty yard line, we can take a chip shot. So sometimes fourth and one in an area that you know you may not get it at, you'll go for it because you know if you get the ball back with your defense. We can chip shot it because we got a good kicker. So you know, yeah, man. Listen, man. I you listen. You said it, Vic. Uh, you don't appreciate them enough until you need. Them. They're like a gun. A kicker is like a gun. You rather have it than not need it. And then when you need it, you better goddamn have it because. <laughs> oh, God. And and fellas, if there's any week that you need to appreciate field goal kicking, is it not Miami FSU week? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Absolutely. Um, before all right, so I wanna uh, before we move on from from um, Canes Canes here real quick, I do I do want to say one thing. Um, Gus and I, we've really gotten to know Borealis and watch him play, man. Like, he's legit. I just hope that if – because there's going to come a game where he's going to struggle. Everybody has those games. I just hope, you know, the fans don't turn on the kid. He's legit, you know, uh, he's he's going to he's gonna win you games, man. He's going to win you a lot of games. He's going to put you in position to win. So, uh, we, we hope and wish all success for him. But I do want to – I want to ask you, Victor. I don't know how much – if you've been around the team so far this um, – this offseason and leading into the game, we haven't had as much, um, obviously, because of the conditions, we haven't had as much exposure to it. But I'm curious. We've talked about COVID, man. It's it's the big elephant in the room that, you know, we try to avoid and we just want to pretend everything is good. But uh, I just heard today uh, Notre Dame and oh, – were they playing? I forget. Notre Dame canceled Wake, their game. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. And seven guys on their team, you know, uh, caught the Rona. So – it's it's still out there. We we can't you know forget about these things. I don't know. Have you when if, if you've had any interaction with the team or the facilities? How do you feel about what they're doing to protect their players and try to keep as many guys safe and you know able to play? Again, I'm gonna sound like the homer. I'm gonna sound like hey, you're just a bias. You're defending Miami. I honestly do think the University of Miami is the reason why college football is being played this year. I, I think the president, Frank, I, I think what, what the university has done, the, the plan they put forward with uh, James Blake and the way they led those meetings with the ACC, with college football, I think the University of Miami, their president, their, their athletic program is the reason why college football is being played this year. Um, I think there's been a ton of you know hurdles that we we are feeling it i i haven't been around the team and i'm i'm used to being at practice i would go every week go down there talk to the guys get my one-on-ones you know have conversations with them let them know what i'm planning for pregame exactly what i needed from them traveled with the team on away games you know team flight hotel coming back and this we haven't had those interactions there's there's two guys that are around the program which is Don Bailey Jr., Joe Zagaki, getting tested three times a week just to attend practices. But, yeah, we're not traveling. We're not speaking with the coaches like we used to. It was on, on a more intimate level, one-on-one. 
Now everything's being done over a phone, over a Zoom call, no post-game conferences. It's all through phone or whatnot. So it's just a, a crazy time, man. I mean, I've been a part of this team for since 07, and for the first time, there's no field access. I can't go on the field, can't go into the locker room, can't, you know, get the relationship you're used to having with these guys and building it. It's just, it's a ton of obstacles and, and you're seeing it. And, you know, you mentioned Notre Dame and last week it was UVA and Virginia Tech and I'm sure it won't be the last. Yeah. And then we're going to get the Big Ten going and, and it's just, it, it won't be the last games to get canceled. You, you know, we're talking about COVID. Florida State's coming down here without their head coach. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's yeah. just, it's a crazy year, man. It's, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last game to get postponed. Hopefully there is no cancellations and they can make it up. We were already, you know, thinking, what are we going to do? Because Florida State, they have their coach that's a positive. Did he expose any of the kids? Okay, we're looking at open dates. Oh, we can make this up on October 31st because we both have an open date. I think it's just going to be a crazy year, man. And it's, it's going to be very challenging for everybody involved. Um, yeah. yeah, and it sucks because I, I, I can't go to the games because, you know, no photographers on the field this season. <laughs> and so, it's uh, you know, we're, we're sending our reporter over there. So, uh, if you see Gabe out there in the press box, but we'll, we'll be watching from home. So, um, yeah, it sucks. I, I, I Obviously, I enjoy uh, being out there and, and being close to the action. I don't mind standing in the rain, even if we miss those, field, those extra points. Um, those are always... Uh, it's always just nice to be out there, man. It's a different feeling. And hopefully we'll go back to having that normal feeling and having fans in here in, in a safe and, uh, and and proper way here. But um, but I do want to transition. I want to talk a little NFL. We're, we, we went hard there with the Kane stuff. I love it. Uh, Victor, if you want to stick around, man, and talk some NFL with us, dude, you're more than welcome. Bro. This, is a, this is a welcoming environment here. Um, but I do want to get into some NFL stuff. I do want to talk a little bit about Dolphins. I got some ponies and bullies. That's what I'm excited about. Um, you, you, you're down, right? Come on, bro. <laughs> so Victor, Victor, you mentioned earlier that that you're not a Dolphins fan. So what's your what's your NFL team? Yeah, what's up with that, bro? <laughs> it's the Buffalo Bills, bro. Oh come on! Oh, oh yeah. god! Oh god! He's gone. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, bring him back. Bring oh man, him. you can't, <laughs> Bill, man, really? Are you okay? You like an old Jim Kelly, like 1990s Bills fan? Or? That, yeah, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. I started watching NFL early 90s and I didn't know any better. So I see, you know, Jim Kelly, college Miami. I'm like, he's from Miami. He's where I'm from. Oh, and they're doing well and the shotgun offense and they're going to Super Bowls. And so that's how, yeah, man, I ended up being Bills Mafia, bro. And wow. <laughs> right now, right now I'm loving it. 2-0, Josh Allen. You want to talk about Kyler Murray? How about Josh Allen for MVP front runner right now? <laughs> no, I will put him as MVP, but he is, he's a big. Yeah, you already got Kyler Murray there. Man, he is a man out there, bro. For real. He reminds me of yeah. Cam Newton, just a white version. Like, real. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, for real, he, he man. He takes some hits, yeah. No, he, like, he's. Yeah. You gotta respect him as a dual threat. Like he's not no like, oh, he's not. If he's if he's cracking through that offensive line, he's gone. And yep, you better do yep. that because he gonna try to trump you too. Well, we covered. Um, we've been covering the Dolphins now for a few seasons as well. And Josh Allen's first game in Miami, his rookie season, that was. Uh, it went down to the last play of the game. Uh, he threw a little. He did some scramble. Threw a, like a kind of hail mary. Blocked it. We ended up winning the game. We the Dolphins. Sorry for your loss there, Victor. But uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, Dolphins ended up taking the victory that day, but the Gus and I were blown away because everybody we talked to after the game in the locker room, everybody in the Dolphins locker room 
had nothing but like praise about Josh Allen. Yeah, he's four and one. Yeah, he's four and one as a starter against Miami, and I believe the game you're talking about it right at the goal line, and yep. it was your former tight end. Was it Clay who yep. dropped the pass at, at at the goal line? And if not, he'd yeah. be undefeated against Miami. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, Look, I, I wasn't. I didn't know much about Josh Allen coming out of college. So when I'm watching the draft, I see the Jets take Sam Darnold. I like USC. I think USC is the Miami of the West, so I watch a lot of them. I think they got that swag out west, so it's I can see how the two schools. Um, big big fan of USC for, for a long time out west. So I was big on Sam Darnold. I was like, man, I want that kid. But the what I was told the moment the Bills drafted him is you got the steal of the draft. He's got a strong arm, which you're gonna need in Buffalo to throw in that wind, and they feel they can coach him up and teach accuracy. And year three, you're starting to see that he dropped some yeah. dimes on Saturday on Sunday. And last week against the Jets, that you're like, how does he get that in there? And he makes some boneheaded plays that you're like, how do you overthrow Diggs wide open? So it's just, you know, he's in year three and, and you're starting to see some signs of some promise. But I like him, man. I, I think there's some huge upside and I like what the Bills have done with, with his career thus far. I think he's, I'm telling you, he's been very impressive. And we were blown away by all the praise that everybody on that defense had about him. They said, yo, this kid's going to be legit. He's going to be really good. You know, watch out. He impressed everybody. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of praise for a rookie coming and yeah. during the circumstances. But and the Bills got and the Bills got some former Canes. We got John Feliciano out there too, man. So you know, I, I got we always have some former Canes on the on the oh. Bills Mafia. So yeah, that's true. But yeah. you one of those Bills Mafia that jumps off of like the nah, the- man. Every time I see those folks, I'm like, I, I don't understand why I'm a fan of this team, bro. Because I'm not, I'm nothing like them white boys, bro. I'm from Dade County, man, from Hialeah. Like, nah, I'm not. I'm throwing. I may be throwing somebody on a table, but I ain't jumping on no table. But wait, okay, so hold on, man, hold on. So, okay, so you were born. You're a Hialeah kid. You were born and raised down here. Yeah. And you knew that there was a guy named Dan Marino at, at the at the time playing for the. I top. did. You still gravitated towards. The enemy at that time. That's fascinating to me. I mean, I did. I, I was young. I, I didn't appreciate Dan Marino. I, I, I would notice Dan Marino always criticizing his wide receivers as if it was their fault and he yeah. could do no harm. And then just the chemistry Jim Kelly had with, with his offense, his running backs, his wide receivers, Andre Reed, tight yeah. ends. And then just the fact that the college said Miami. I was like, this is my guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim Kelly's he's a legend, man. I've I've always respected him. Yeah. I've always loved his style of game, man. He was just a big, big Hoss quarterback. Uh, TD, I know your brother-in-law, Ernie, is a huge Bills fan because he was the the kid in the Nick. I, grew, I actually know his, uh, his brother-in-law. We grew up together. And, yeah, they, like I remember he had a Bryce Pop jersey. That's how much he loved the Bills. Oh, man, Bryce Pop. Pop. 95. Yeah, dude. So that's, a, that's an old-school uh, old Buffalo Bills name there. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Bills Mafia is real in Miami. My uncle was born and bred in Miami. He's a lifelong Bills fan. Man, I, I was Super Bowls, man. I don't yeah, know. Man, I, I was talking to Joe Rose earlier this week. He told me half the stadium was Bills Mafia. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've always, I've always loved the the when you have the rivalry, and I and I like that in in the AFC East. You know, we have our beef that we've had with the Patriots. Although with the Patriots, man, I feel like. There's more front runner fans, you know, bandwagon fans that are going to jump on the the Patriots bandwagon whenever they come down here. Like, you know, Tom Brady gets a first down and the whole stadium erupts, you know. And I don't think at, in the heyday of Bills and Dolphins or even Dolphins and Jets, you had it so much one way. You know what I mean? Like, it was like 
for instance, like you said, you grew up a Bills fan, so you used to go to those Dolphins games back in the 90s, and it was 50-50. There was a lot of Bills fans, but they never overpowered the Dolphins fans. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a heated contest. You had those that emotion. I like that. It, with the Patriots, it was, man, it was, I don't know, I guess and, maybe Dolphins haven't been, you know, to the same level. And I, and I, I would go to those Bills fans, but – I'm from here first and foremost, man. So I never wore any Bills gear. And not because I wasn't trying to, like, I was trying to avoid conflict or whatnot. But it's just, I wasn't going to try to disrespect my own hometown, like, my people. Because at the end of the game is, these are my, this is why I love this Miami Hurricanes broadcast. Because I'm born and raised here. I'm not going to disrespect my own folks just for for an organization that, I mean, is miles away up in, in upstate New York. But I, I think the what you were alluding to, I think the issue is we saw with the Miami Heat, and not to change topics, but now all of a sudden you go to Madison Square Garden and you hear chants of let's go heat at the yeah. supposed mecca of basketball. Yeah, and it, it is what it is. If you grew up, if you're under the age of 25, all you know is the New England Patriots. Yeah. So even yeah. if you're down here and you're watching NFL and your Miami Dolphins haven't done anything, have won the division once in the 2000s and 2008. So like... Who are you gravitating? It's the same way the nation loves the Miami Heat because of the big three, the Heatles. And you have fans in Milwaukee and New York and L.A. and Utah and, and all these other places. I think that's why yeah. you're seeing. Plus, you've got a bunch of transplants in Miami. You're always going to have fans from out of town. <laughs> I hate Andre Reid. Me too. Man. I love Andre Reid. Love Andre Reid. <laughs> Victor, I respect you never wearing a Bills jersey at a Dolphins game. Edwin is the guy that wore a Phillies jersey at a Marlins game. Yeah, I, I'm not that dude, man. I'm not that dude. I own them. I have I have Bills Mafia gear, but just to the stadium, I just wouldn't do. And it's not because, again, it's not because I'm afraid of conflict or whatnot. It's just like I'm gonna root for the Bills, but I'm not gonna rub it in your face. I'm not gonna be that dude, man. Yeah. Well, I, I had a beef with the Marlins for a couple of seasons there, but I <laughs> report that we we're, we're on better terms now. So yeah. I'm not. But I'm the not, Mar- look, I go to the Marlins games that I, if they're playing the A's, I'm wearing an Oakland A's jersey because Marlins weren't around till '93. So man, when man, I was watching man. baseball in '88, I was yeah. you know I was rooting for the Oakland A's. So uh, that's that's how you know he's legit, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. If your team was, if your team started coming around after I was born, like in the nineties, you're not, you can't really say nothing about that. Like I was, I was born in '83, so I will never go and disrespect the Dolphins. But the, the Marlins '93 and then uh, whatever, you kind of, you came too late to the party, man. <laughs> I, do, I do like that. Yeah, it's their their home team, but man, I was rooting for the A's since '88. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, just give them up? No, no, no. I feel I'm, I, I, I have a soft spot for. I, I'm on this well documented on the show here for Dale Murphy and the Braves of the yeah Bay. yeah every 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 South Florida fan you're either you're either a Braves fan or a Mets fan because that's what, all we had down here or oh, yeah. maybe the Yankees because of preseason but or, yeah, or spring no, training no. I should say for sure for sure but Jose Canseco man I, I grew I grew up a few blocks away from Jose Canseco Street so you know I was from the from the West Bend <laughs> area so I I, yeah. I can I understand I used to have the white batting gloves I wanted to beat Canseco and McGuire I was all about that's it a, that's the sweetest jersey in sports bro it is it's a super super sweet one um but yeah evan with uh td for real i remember he used to draw the bills logo on the back of his transport when we were in school together <laughs> yeah. like, I, sounds like him yeah yeah he was he was like <laughs> um all right so let's let's roll dennis uh do you have the um the bullies and phonies ready for us all right so i got the there we go hell yeah all right. Oh, uh, Victor, this is what we call phonies and bullies, man. We we just we we were gonna go through. I think we got five teams set up here. 
And we're just going to be brutally honest, man. Do you think this team, today's focus is strictly on teams, do you think this team is a pony or a bully? And then defend your point on it real quick. We try to go through it kind of fast, kind of fun. Um, uh, Dennis will give us the, the teams here. Now, disclaimer, these are all 2-0 and teams right now. There's about 11 NFL teams right now that are 2-0. and I'm So we're talking about my Bills. Wait, 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 well, you know what? I gave your Bills a pass because we kind of expect them to be 2-0. Oh. We gave them a pass, so we're not going to debate the Bills. And it was so uh-huh. it's not, oh, good that your Bills. No, no unanimous. No unanimous talk here. Yeah, yeah we're, you know, the, you're not going to get the, teams <laughs> the Ravens. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about the teams that are okay. a little bit here, okay? So let's get the first one from our, our boy Dennis here. What do you got? Steelers. Steelers. Oh, 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 wait, where'd he go? Here we go. Steelers. All right, phonies and bullies. He's got Steelers. Oh, he's, he's got the new little scroll today. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? Who, 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 who's talking Steelers right now? Well, I'll go first since I'm the NFL guy. Give uh, it to me. I'm going to call the Steelers a bully. All right, all right. Why? <laughs> we got the original bully who's playing nice guy now because he's in the last end of his career. And that's uh, Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben is the di- difference maker on that team. You know, you had the Hodges. You had Hodges last year. You had the other guy who got hit by uh, the, the DN from the Cleveland Browns in the head. Those two quarterbacks. Oh, they, and they had, they were still in the hunt in the playoffs, but they didn't have that quarterback. Having Big Ben back on the team gives them a, a, a chance to be a, a difference maker in that division. Also going against Lamar Jackson and those Baltimore Ravens. You got a healthy Juju. Now you just need the running back to come back, and I think they got a complete team. So I'm thinking the, the Buffalo Bills – I'm sorry, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I think the Steelers, to me, are a bully, and the Buffalo Bills are a bully too. Gus, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go bully also, man. And uh, one, of their, one of the big reasons is their coach, bro. He's he's a great coach. Mike Tomlin's a great coach, man. Look what he look what he. I think last year he should have won Coach of the Year with right. what he did with that team, dude. Yeah. Okay. That's all you got on the Steelers. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He said a lot of it. Uh, Victor, yeah. what, do you got? what do you got? I gotta go bully, man. And, and it's for the same reason you guys have mentioned. I I love Mike Tomlin. I don't understand how the Dolphins let Mike Tomlin leave their facility. Oh, he's too hip-hop for us. Well, how has that too hip-hop worked out? You got a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Last year, they have no business being in the playoff run. It wasn't until they went up against the Buffalo Bills in Sunday Night Football that they were eliminated from, from the playoff contention. He does it year in and year out. He loses Antonio Brown, finds a way to, to make up for that that defense. That's the one that that that's why they're the real bullies. That defense that goes up to MetLife Stadium and limits Saquon Barkley. I know he got hurt, didn't have a, a good game week two, but no one knew that. No one knew what Saquon was was going was going to suffer a season-ending injury, and no one knew what to expect out of Saquon week one. But they bullied Saquon in that that game and limited to six yards in the third quarter. That defense and Mike Tomlin. That's why the reason the seizures are the bully. Man, I like you, you can tell this guy's professional as fuck, man, because he managed to not only take a shot at the Dolphins, you know, by but with the, the Tomlin letting him go, and he threw in his Bills taking a double jab. Right there. Bro, uh, bro, I'm swinging from all corners, bro. I like it. I like it. I like I'm it. living off this, man. I'm going to go different, man. I'm, I'm going to say there. 
I'm, I'm going to say they're phony. I know. And this is why, okay? First of all, you're absolutely right with everything you said about them in, in week one versus <laughs> everything you said about them in week one versus the yeah. You're absolutely right. They shut down Saquon. I was like, yo, and I took notice. I took so much notice that going into week two, I benched Melvin Gordon on my fantasy football team because I was like, you know what? There's no way he's going to do this. Drew Locke? No, no, no. And then what happened? They take a Drew Locke gets hurt, and they let – I don't even know who the backup is in, in Denver that ended up scoring all that – that kept the game close. Like, it was actually a lot closer than it was. So because of that, I'm going to go still phony, you know? Those guys have a lot of upside – but for me to say you're a bully, I want to see a little more. So I'm going to go still on the phony because of how they played against a backup quarterback that I don't even – who's the quarterback in Denver? Who was the guy that, that – that, 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 Drew Locke. No, no, oh, but the Drew Locke got hurt. The backup on Drew Locke. Drew Locke got hurt. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah, they, he got hurt. That we can't even name right now ended up taking him to the to, to, to the woods. Uh, Briscoe, uh, Bris, I think his last oh, name. Jeff Driscoll. Jeff the, the former Gator. Right, yeah. So if that guy has a great game against this defense that was so – because his stats were, were pretty good. But the- where was the game at? Where was the game at? Was it, was it Denver? I don't know. Like any time you travel to Denver, like yeah. that, that's a problem. Have it's just – Denver, Edwin, yes or no? Huh? Have you ever been to Denver? Me? No. <laughs> okay. Go up there and try to run a gasser. Like yeah. run back and forth as hard as you can. It that air that tight air will hit you like a ton of bricks, bro. I had a trick. I had to do a. Uh, I got called up to try out for the team. Not try for the team. Wait. They brought me in on Tuesday to try out, and I had to do a forty yard dash up there, bro. I I literally had to sit down because I feel like I couldn't feel my feet. That's how bad it is up there, man. If you not do it. Well, here's the thing. The game was in Pittsburgh, so. How about that? I just looked it up. Then, then the excuse is the excuse is just a short week after a Monday night. You know, yeah, yeah. Denver coming into town. They <laughs> took him lightly because it's Drew Locke. Yeah, but yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, that, that's going to be a powerhouse in the AFC North. They, they they will, but based on that performance and right now, <laughs> if you just keep in the two game sample. I didn't know. Uh, Alex Campbell is this real? Yeah, bro, this is a real show, man. You know, Dennis, yo, they just signed Blake Bortles. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's not promising for them. And Janelle had the right one. Driscoll's, yeah, baby. Driscoll's, Driscoll's. It's a problem traveling to Bolivia or to Bogota, Denver's trash. (laughs) 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 All right, so we, all right, first round over, Gus. uh, Dennis, give us the next one. Who we got? Titans, there you go. I thought we we weren't going to do any obvious ones, bro. bro. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, dude. They bullies. Was it was a bully? Bully. bully. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Let's go. Another dolphin that went somewhere else to be great. And my man Ryan Tannehill with four touchdowns, bruh. Not one, not two, four. Four. With a Derek Henry, he ain't really do much. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, Mike Vrabel got he has the he has the answer to the test in that division. And he's about to win that division. He's about to probably put him in a chokehold for probably like two to three years because of Ryan Tannehill. You go respect Ryan Tannehill, Edwin, before his career is over. Thank Ryan you. Tannehill is the reason why they're bullies. Ryan Tannehill. Mm-mm. Anyway, Gus, you give, give me what you got. Bullies, bro. Ah, bro. 
Listen, everything that TED said is facts. But they also have one John U. Smith, my friend, from FIU. That guy is a super bully. He's like one of the better tight ends in fantasy right now. So I got I to gotta go for my guy. Yeah, I'm with that. Dolphins slander is making me want to drink right now, too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Victor, what do, you, what do you got? What do you, where, what do you think of the Titans? I think they're bullies, man. Damn, damn. I, I got I to agree with TD, man. I think Ryan Tannehill is showing that the Miami Dolphins organization, prior to Brian Flores, was a disaster, didn't know what they were doing, I think they wasted Ryan Tannehill's time. I think we're, we're showing now what he can be. Then remove Ryan Tannehill. If you don't want to give him credit because you're a former or you're a current Dolphin fan and you just don't want to admit the fact that your team flopped and, and misused Ryan Tannehill and didn't surround him with the right weapons, I think they have great receiving core. I think their defense, Jadamian Clowney is playing on a one-year deal. He's going to show the world, hey, I'm, I should secure that bag after the season because I'm still worth it. And I think they're running, the running game is just – I think they're the bullies in that division because of Ryan Tannehill, because of the running game, because of the defense, and because of the coaching. All right. You, Edwin, you, you, Edwin, don't make me fly back tomorrow. <laughs> Do not be that guy. <laughs> Look, you guys put up interesting and compelling arguments here, okay? But first of all, you're all dead wrong. Ryan Tannehill is trash, okay? He's just this is he's just he's holding it down on a on, again. We didn't give him the weapons. We gave him all the weapons. He had all the opportunity here. We had that guy for like ten years here, but it felt like ten years, and we never got anything out of him. Congrats for him, what he's doing there. But I'm gonna say that air. <laughs> Not for any of the reasons. I call them a bully, TD, so smile, all right? Thank you, all right, because I didn't want to look. Not for any of the reasons <laughs> you guys said, all right? Because all your reasons were wrong. All your reasons were wrong, okay? All, all, of them, all of them. The only right. reason that they're a bully is because Derrick Henry has still not gone off in two games. And that guy is a beast. That guy is a workhorse. And they've been able to win without Derrick Henry having those Derrick Henry games that we saw last season that made him the NFL leading rusher, that you, you know, the workhorse everything. We haven't seen that game. I, don't, I think he had 80-something yards this week uh, against Jacksonville, and I forgot what he had uh, week one against the, the Chargers. We haven't had that exposure. Just because of that, because I know what Derrick Henry, who's a bully, what he's shown to do, what he's capable of doing, he hasn't done it yet, it it tells me that that's a bully, bully move right there for them. So I'm going to give him that. You sound like somebody who's going to court representing themselves as an attorney, bro. That <laughs> no at all. How can not Derrick Henry not play well and still make them a bully? Just give Ryan Tannehill his credit, bro. Stop. You treat him like an ex-girlfriend, like he cheated on you with, with your best best friend or some shit like that, bro. Yeah, this bro. dude can play. The dog is fucked up. Guys, do my favor. <laughs> Do me a favor. Stand up and show everybody what a, a, a what the, what the real quarterback of Miami looks like. Show him, show him, show him, show the shirt, baby. It's two a time in Miami. He's it's on the sideline. Two a leave it. Classic. Right now, bro. It's not, it's He's not on a sideline with a clipboard. It's he goes out there win a game. He, bro, he that's that's a bu- that's a bully evolve. That's still evolving. That you're not going to be able to contain, bro. He's going to make, bro. He's going to destroy anything Tannehill ever did in in minutes. Okay, that guy's just way better than anything Tannehill ever did. Edwin, Edwin, yeah. 
us a Ryan Tannehill. Let's see if Tua gets him to the playoffs first before we start. Edwin, time, time is going to prove you wrong, Edwin. Remember when you used to trash Aaron Rodgers? Who's, who do you, who's your fantasy quarterback right now? Bro, oh, thank, no. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank th- you. In three years, when Ryan Tannehill's your fantasy quarterback, well, I'll replay this little segment okay. right here. You can call me out if, if I ever have Ryan Tannehill on my fantasy team, okay? But <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, that's a whole different story. He's still, I just think he's still overrated, but anyway. Um, you're, you're saying Tua will surpass anything Ryan Tannehill has done? Anything. Easy, quick. Like he's Ryan gonna, Tannehill was in the AFC Championship last year, no? Uh, he handed off the ball for like, I don't know how many weeks in a row. I mean, good, good, job, Derek Henry. good job, Derek Henry, baby. <laughs> Good job, Derek Henry. Just you know, just taking him. Well, Derek Henry said, "Hey, Tannehill, jump on my back." And Tannehill was like, "Hey, look at me, guys. Just throwing little little dinks and dunks. There was nothing there." Russ uh, <laughs> was right about one thing. John U. Smith, that guy from FIU, man, he's he had he finally had well, not finally, but he's had some good games. But this he had an exceptionally good game this week with the two touchdowns and really put himself as a force, man. I love to see that for my for my my Panthers out there. I know we don't we don't have many pro Panthers out there, so we get excited when they do good like that. So. Um, Wait, Janelle says Titans are bully. Daniel has a line now. And Derek Henry, El Tractorcito, is a bully. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm, the part of that statement is good. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Titans uh, will always be a first-round playoff exit. Ponies. Thank you, Achilles. Thank you. But they weren't a first-round playoff exit last season. I like you, Achilles. Don't make that like you. All right, Dennis, give us the next one. Everybody's, everybody's hating on me, but I, I went bullies with them, so you can't get too mad. Bears. All right. Bears. Bitch Trubisky, bro. What's up? Again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Trubisky's fan. Trubisky's. Because then he, he gives me that, that that feeling like I'm eating biscuits sometimes. Like, you know, you ever had a biscuit <laughs> with honey on it? Like, <laughs> that's how he makes me feel sometimes. Sometimes you're like, you, you eat it, you're like, mm, okay, oh, oh, shit. That's, that's what he gives me. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going, he's going to take the Bears far this year. He has he's, his back is against the wall, uh-huh. so I'm gonna name them bullies to get to the point. <laughs> Only because he's playing with his back is against the wall. You ever fought a bully and you put his back against the wall and he's like, oh shit, and he go knock your ass out? That's what Mitchell uh, Trubisky is gonna do right now. So give him the bully role. The Bears are bully only because of him, and the, the further he goes, the, that's where the, the, the Bears go. I, I'm a I'm a Nick Foles fan too. Don't get me wrong. I always been a Nick Foles fan. He needs to stay sitting on the bench and help this guy become a a, a great quarterback at the uh, Chicago Bears. Let's go. You see, Victor, this is how you 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 win points. Everybody hates me, so <laughs> <laughs> with all the shit he's saying on Daniel, yeah, you know, it's right. And what is it? Edwin sounds like Lindsey Graham saying we can use his words against him. Okay. All right. Uh, talk right. more about my Oh, no overrated talk. That's for another show, Dennis. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> All right, Gus, what do you got? Give it to me. All right. TD, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you, bro. Phonies. <laughs> and you never put a bully up against the wall. He puts you up against the wall. That's so if, what he's, if he's against the wall, he ain't no bully, bro. He ain't no bully. Even if he fights back, he's just an underdog. And he got to show that he's the real bully. He's got to show. He hasn't shown it to me. All he's shown is that he's capable of being pushed up against the wall. And another thing, bro, I can name like three guys on that team, and one of them is the kicker, and it's because he went to my high school. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, Eddie Pinheiro, bro, that's my guy. He's a dude, man. Stay with your biscuits. 
There you go. All right. Uh, Vinny, what do you got? Phonies, bro. TD, I heard your biscuit. Have you ever had that KFC biscuit, that Popeye's biscuit with nothing to drink, nothing to swallow that biscuit down with? Watch that. You ever had that feeling and it's just there and it's mush and you can't swallow and it's just stuck there between your teeth and in your gum? That's Mitchell Trubisky, my man. I saw Mitchell Trubisky play too much ACC football. I saw him come down here and need a favor from the referees and a touchdown in the back in the end zone. If not, they wouldn't have walked away with a victory in Mark Rick's first year, his only loss at home. I saw him play ACC football. And again, I'm no front office man. I'm not one to tell you who's right and who's wrong or who's going to be a legit quarterback. But I saw the man in the ACC. I saw him struggle. I saw him have one good game against Miami. It was a mediocre game at best. I've seen him struggle in the pros. I don't think he's legit. I think he's a huge phony. I think Nick Foles is a huge phony. I think Nick Foles is good for maybe five, six games a year. Had the Philly special in the Super Bowl. The one time he did anything well in his career, a playoff run. Outside of that, what has Nick Foles given you? Went up to Jacksonville. How did that go? His previous stint in St. Louis with St. Louis Los Angeles Rams. How did that go? Mitch Trubisky, his wide receiver already wants to bolt because he's not a fan of his either. There's nothing there on that team. There's no running back. The wide receiver is disgruntled. He wants out. The quarterback play sucks. The defense is mediocre at best. And they're playing in a division that's loaded with the Vikings and the and the Packers. Nah, man, that team, the whole team's phony. And Mitchell Trubisky's the biggest phony on the team. Damn. How's that biscuit taste? How's that biscuit taste? That biscuit is horrible right now. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Trubisky, man. Even when the big Foles one, I needed a whole gallon of water. Because he said, I said, Jesus Christ, let me get up out of here, man. Oh, oh my God. He just took you and put you in the corner and just tat, yeah. tat, 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 right there. Man, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that quarterback room, man. I'm, I'm not, not a fan of that quarterback room. Mitchell Trubisky's always going to be a phony because of the guys that he was picked ahead of, bro. That's just I'm just going to leave it at that because he already said everything. So, <laughs> Damn, nice burn right there, Victor. I like <laughs> it. We feel this small. <laughs> no, man, it's all, it's all respect, my dude. No, it's no, no. Respect. I know I'm saying I try to pump, I try to pump them up. I had them like this. I did, I, yeah, yeah. And I was, and I was just, it was just marinating. I was like, man, no way, not Mitchell Trubisky, bro. We're not speaking highly about Mitchell Trubisky, North Carolina quarterback. Anyway, yeah, we can't disrespect those Popeyes biscuits too, bro. With the honey That's on top, true. you give you give yeah, but you, you need something like, to wash that down, bro. Yeah. You need something to wash that down. You should have made him a McDonald's biscuit or something. You need a big gulp after no, that, bro. No, no jelly. Oh Dennis, give you us were. the next one, Dennis. Give us the next one. Cardinals. Oh, All right, here we go. I'm 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 bully heavy today, baby. Go you ahead. Throw, you you throw. Can I just say you throw out the pony way too freely? No, I no, I didn't. <laughs> the first week I had a lot of ponies, but you know what I'm saying we've given a lot of teams that are playing very well, and you can't tell me that the uh, say let me say Louis, the Arizona Cardinals are playing like they're playing great, man. A lot of people in the preseason picked them to be a good team only because of Kyler Murray. They had him as an early MVP guy just because of his dual threat. We said it earlier with the Kings uh, about Kings talk how we can like we're this this RPO this spread out 
know, confusing, dis misdirection type quarterbacks. They're 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 it right now. And Kyler Murray, you know, it's like playing. I, when you play the small, he's so small that it's hard to tackle. So it's like you got to be on the field to understand that. And if you can, you can, he can throw as well. So I, I, I'm gonna get off the subject. There are bullies. Kyler Murray is a huge reason why I'm calling them bullies. Who wants to go next? All right, I'll go next. I'm gonna agree. They're they're bullies. Bro, week one, they take out the 49ers coming off of that Super Bowl. And that's before the 49ers got all of those injuries. So that was a healthy 49ers squad. And they just mollywopped them, bro. And uh, not only that, they steal DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, to to go alongside Kyler Murray, who they don't even need David Johnson because Kyler Murray is going to run run the ball as much as he needed to. So, that man, that's... That's, that one-two punch is amazing. And D-Hops had 14 catches the first week. Mm. Yeah. Victor, what you got, man? I think they're bullies, man. I think Kyler Murray is a special talent, and I was not a believer in him at all when he was drafted. I thought the height was going to be an issue. I didn't believe in him at the beginning of the year last season. He's proved me wrong. This guy is just a special breed. He's an athlete. Let's not forget he was a top draft pick in baseball. This guy can do it all. He's got the kudos to the Cardinals who have surrounded him with the weapons. I think the defense is super underrated. We forget about Patrick Peterson, another local talent from down here, went to LSU from there. He disgruntled, wanted to leave Arizona, has found, they found a way to work that out. And it's just, it all starts with the quarterback play, guys. This guy can get it done through the air and with his legs. He moves those feet extremely fast. So you think you, you, you can, you're going to trap him when you don't. And he's just getting it done with through the air, through the ground. The defense is there. I think the coaching staff is another underrated portion in Arizona. I think they got, they had the recipe in line to compete. The only thing is a division. That's the only reason why I'm hesitant to, to put them over the top as a bully to like really bully that division because St. Louis is coming back. They're two and oh they're heading into Buffalo proving that maybe they've recaptured that magic from years past, but you're still in the same division with the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, as well as the 49ers. Despite the injuries, I still think the, the 49ers are a legit team because I think they have the depth that nobody else has in within that division. But I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be a problem within years to come. That's the same thing I feel about the Dolphins. Might not be this year, but in years coming, they're going to be the bullies of that division because they have the youth in the division. Well, you know what? You guys are stealing all my thunder, man, with me going last year. Uh, I'm not even going to play the bullies town, bro. Yeah. Uh, bro, everything you guys have said was absolutely right. I, I, Like Victor said, I didn't really – I wasn't buying into the hype of the, you know, the Oakland A's shortstop coming to play quarterback. I was like, all right, well, we'll see. But – he, he, he did it, man. He's burned heads, and Gus said it with them beating San Francisco week one. I thought that was as impressive as can be. You know, a healthy mm -hmm. squad. They go in. Who did they, let me see. Um, shit, I lost it. Who did they play this? Oh, they played Washington. Came in, handled business. Ron Rivera was coming off the high with the Redskins. I'm sorry, Washington Football Club coming off the high, feeling really good. And, man, they just took care of business. And they, DeAndre Hopkins, like D.D. said, best thing they did this offseason. I mean, how did, like, 
the hell's going on in Texas, man? Like, they, 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 Houston, they just don't want Watson to succeed at all, man. They're like, they're just, we're going to fuck shit up as much as possible. That, that dude needs to get fired in, te- in Houston, man. Oh, like the, 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 you, you think about what he's done. The Dolphins have two first-round picks from the Houston Texans this year, and there might be really good picks the way things are going in Houston. And then you trade away your, your, your best receiver. It's just you got to be scratching your head as to why would you do that to Deshaun Watson so early in his career. I think they need to get um, Bill out of there, head coach, and just – start to revamp that because you're going to waste away Deshaun Watson's years for, for no good reason because you think you're bigger than, than the team and you can't get along with, and you can't manage Eagles because you're just not used to that, that atmosphere and, and having to be around men. You, yeah. you come from Penn State, and I know you were with Bill Parts, uh, I'm sorry, um, Bill Belichick before that, but not everybody leaves Bill Belichick and has success. I, I'm hoping Brian Flores is the, the, the excuse or the exception to the rule but I just and look, he has taken the Texas to the playoffs every year he's been there. But you just have you've like you've destroyed that team, man. A team that was promising, and I just I, I don't like the direction the, the Texans are headed in, and I think it's because of who's running the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and like Achilles said, never make your head coach. Well, they can't yeah. do they can't do both jobs. They have to just do one yeah. and let the other person do the other job. Damn, I'm bad, but I'm not Achilles bad, man. I didn't think the guy's name was Kyle until the draft. I I, I, I saw him play in the in the Orange Bowl in um in the against Bama against Bama. That was a great game. Yeah, uh, Kyler succeeding makes me feel so much better. True, true, true. Um, all right, let's go. Last one here. Last one, Dennis. We got one more, right? Raiders, the Raiders. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up here. Hold on. You can go first. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of props here because this uh, on our Friday show we do picks for the week, and I gotta give props to Gus because he won the first week. Uh, tally up here. We did a limited run on the first week. Gus went nine and four with his picks, and then this week Gus killed it, man. Twelve and three, twelve and three. But he could have had thirteen wins this season. Gus over here picking his winners, but he he went on the Monday night game. He went with um, with the Saints over the Raiders. The Saints, yeah. the Raiders. Because I think the Raiders are some bullies, man. I'm going to say right now, I think the Raiders. I had a good feeling about the point into the Monday night game. I thought all the, the pieces were in place with, you know, uh, new stadium, everything going. going. Um, the debut of something, a tiny new toy with the big Death Star out there, or the big uh, Roomba, whatever you want to call it. And then you got John Gruden really taking advantage of the situation. I, I think John Gruden was questioned so much at the beginning with the moves he was doing, getting rid of Khalil Mack and getting rid of um, uh, Amari Cooper and all the stuff that was happening. But it, I, I think he's, he's like a mad scientist. I don't know exactly. I can't explain the methods to his madness, but Chucky's got it down and he's figuring some stuff out that, that really is working. And I think that, man, uh, Josh Jacobs is feeling it. Derek Carr seems to like be buying in and really starting to do it. And they beat the same team. I know there was no Michael Thomas and Drew Brees getting older. But I like what they're doing. I think they're really going to give uh, the AFC West a challenge, though. So. Let's go next. Uh, I'll go next, then. I personally don't have enough for them, and I don't feel comfortable with how the Raiders are, only because of last year. I'm going to call them phones. I- I'm still up in the air with Derek Carr. You know, I- 
just something about that team. I just feel as it gets later in the year, their true colors are going to show. Uh, the running back position is strong. The receiver core is still uh, up there. They got the they got the guy in the first round, but to me, I don't see enough of the Raiders. And to be honest with you, I don't feel comfortable making them both just because the guy, even though they beat the New Orleans Saints, that's a strong team with with Drew Brees. I just personally don't feel like they're strong enough. And not just to go against you, Edwin. I was going to call them phones for <laughs> um. All right, Gus, what you got? You know when um when a bully tries to fight some kid and that kid beats up the bully and then that kid tries to become a bully, but he's not really a bully? Yeah. That's the, that's the Raiders. They're not bullies. They're I'm sorry. I got, I got to call them phonies. I don't think they're phonies, but they're not going to go around bullying everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, but, they're, but they're that kid that bullies don't fuck with. Okay. You feel me? So, yeah. the, bro, Saints came to town, and I honestly thought the Saints were going to whoop their ass. But, bro, Raiders win, and they did their thing. Uh, Derek Carr win, and he fucking signed his name on the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, hey, they did. What, what can you say about them, bro? And uh, you're right, Chucky. Chucky's doing his thing. He, he, they signed him for ten years, one hundred million dollars for a reason. Yeah, and you see that you see the vibe after the game too, man, with the celebration. Like you, you're looking yeah. at it, you see like they like they. I guess somehow Khalil Mack and Mark Cooper weren't guys that he wanted. Yeah. I, as crazy as that sounds, but he's turned those into good players, and he's building a thing. I'm, Dude, I'm just impressed. Waller, well, Waller balled out. Yeah, man. And he's had some rough years uh, before before the Raiders. You know what I mean? Yeah, good stuff so, there. Victor, yeah. what you got, man? I, I agree with TD, man. I don't necessarily have enough on them, so I, I'm going to call them phony. I think, I think it's too early in the season. I think they're taking advantage of the fact that there has been no preseason and teams don't have much on them. I think the Saints took them lightly. I think, John, look, I'm I'm a fan of the Raiders moving forward. I think the, the pairing between Mike Mayock and John Gruden is going to be a good one in the future. I think the Khalil Mack trade is making a little more sense now than it did a few years back. I, they have four rookies under rookie contract playing really good uh, football. I think Derek Carr is showing some signs of what we envisioned him coming out of Fresno State to be. The receivers hopefully start being what we expected them to. I think the defense has is going to be a problem in the, in the near future. I just think this year teams have taken them lightly and they've taken advantage of that. But the reason why you're not a bully is because of the division you play in. And the last time I checked, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are still in that division, and that's the real bully of the AFC, not just their division. Damn. I think they've had some early success because of being taken lightly Going on the road, the Panthers have shown they're an atrocious run-stopping defense. I think they took the Saints coming into town, and the Saints, it's in Vegas, guys. This is brand new to the NFL. God knows what the Saints were doing. We talk about that South Beach disease. Who knows what went down in Vegas 48 hours before that game was played? Did they fly in on Sunday? Did they fly in on Saturday? What was that like? It's Vegas, for, for God's sakes, guys. We know what the disease of South Beach does to the Detroit Pistons to the Sixers when they stay here. What is Vegas doing to these teams? So I think that's the, the excuse for the Saints. And then the Panthers is just a, run, a bad run-stopping defense. But again, the reason why, the main reason, I, I love the direction they're headed in. 
and what they've done. I, I don't think the trade looks as dumb as we thought a year ago when no. they sent Khalil Mack to the Bears because of what they got back and the fact that they're on rookie deals and Khalil Mack will be in his 30s when these guys are still under rookie deals. But you play in the division with Patrick Mahomes and the Super Bowl defending champs and the Super Bowl MVP and Andy Reid. That's why you're going to be a phony. All right. All right. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm on a lonely island. It's not uh, unnatural. My, my, my views always uh, end up like this, but... I, I like what they're doing. I think right now, Sample says they can go, they can finish 2-14, and, and, you know, I'm going to look like an idiot. Very likely that could happen. But I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, they got a potential. I've always also, uh, full disclosure, I've been a big fan of Derek Carr for a long time. I, I've always felt like he has the goods that, that never been able to put it. And honestly, the Raiders have probably one of the nicest looking uniforms in all the NFL. Damn, those things are nice, bro. They always Classic. Silver and black. <laughs> Silver and black, <laughs> bro. All right, so that concludes a nice uh, edition of Phonies and Bullies. I want to thank Victor for for participating, man. Uh, dude, you came strong, man. I like it when you, you got teeth. Yeah. You oh. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I wish all the guests were like that, dude. I, I really do. I, um, I that, that always makes the show more fun there, man. Uh, I'll, I'll tell Jamie next time he comes on, you know, you know, you set the bar up here, so he's got to. I'm a producer at heart, man. So I, I know what I want from my talent. So I try to bring it when, when someone invites me to their home, their show, and, and try to, you know, just match the intensity and and, and just gracious for the opportunity. And, and thank you guys for having me, man. Right, hey, Truly an honor. Definitely. Hey, definitely. It's our pleasure, man. Thank you again uh, so much. By the way, that sweet ass Tua Libre shirt is a Lemon City Live original. It's available. We just launched it. It's available at lemoncitylive.com. It's a little shop tab. Guys, check it out. We uh, Gus also has the Sponer shirt behind him there. We just got that bad boy in. We got a couple of designs. We're still working on it, man. Look at that. Look at that beautiful thing there. The Sponer, bro. <laughs> man, that's so sweet. Um, wait, hold on. Oh, wait, Gus. Hold it up. 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 Boom. There it is. Get that bad boy in there. Uh, yeah, available now at LemonCityLive.com, guys. Check it out, man. We've been doing this show for free. Uh, we never charge for anything. It's a uh, labor of love. So every little bit in these situations, things go back into helping us make and continue to make a, you know, a better and better product. Um, but again, I want to thank Victor for, for coming through, man. Appreciate it, dude. Hope you had a good time. We'd love to have you back. Yes, I know sir. he I gets excited because we got some change talk on here. He's, uh, he's all uh, lit and happy. Um, Gus, are we uh, wrapping up or do you want to do the acting are we we good what are, where are we at no i know td we're good bro we're good all right guys i want to thank everybody for watching for listening for participating i want to thank dennis behind the scenes for making it happen good luck to the hurricanes i got my uncle luke hat from you know 1991 um good luck to the <laughs> this weekend uh we'll be rooting for them and everybody else stay safe wear your mask be good thank you guys for watching we'll be back on friday for the, the lemon city live happy hour show with the killies and uh guys have a great week man thank you Good night. We love you. Adios. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go.
Comes to you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. 